guys, it's JC. You made a new podcast on episode, oh man, 16. And uh, I've just been so overwhelmed this week. It's just, sometimes it feels like bigger than I can ever find words to describe. I mean, how, how do you capture a process that's so powerful that it, it lights up your heart like a Christmas tree? Like, how do you describe that. <laughs> now I get to try for 20 minutes. I know that in the end of the last episode, that's where we went. Yes, it felt can feel like a desert. Yes, it can be tough. Uh, but when that flame begins to ignite, everything changes. <laughs> everything begins to change. And what I want to do today is build on that. Not just the gift of this inner flame being lit, this eternal life that begins to spark as we come closer to to Christ, as we leave behind our old fig leaves and coping mechanisms, like I keep saying. And as we draw near into him, this flame is going to ignite. I've tasted it. It's just the most beautiful, powerful, amazing thing. I mean... Even if you picture your happiest day that you've ever had on earth, like this is bigger than that. It's so like hard to capture. But, but as big as this idea is about eternal life in us, being lit up in us, where I really want to go with this episode is that what hit me was it's, it's not like it's just an inner flame. This glow inside me, I finally realized, was coming, like we talked about earlier, through Christ himself living in me, through the power of the Spirit, through his presence suddenly coming so alive inside of me that it felt like an inner flame, but it was him. It was him in me. Um, knowing, Beginning to know him on this level Guys, we're reaching a whole new summit on this little trek that we've been on. We just came out of the desert and suddenly there's this view before us that is just exquisite. We are going to focus today on, yes, being lit up with eternal life, but doing it and having that happen as we begin to sense Christ in us for perhaps the first time in our entire lives. I've said so many times before, I knew about him all my life, a church girl all my life. But knowing him um, in me, becoming one with him in this way was mind-blowing. It it, it just began to change everything. So as I begin to capture that, I'm trying not to ramble, but man, guys, this is so tough. In a good way. Two things that have come to mind first as I've tried to put together what what we need to cover today. The process we're describing this season is a lifelong thing. It's not, I want you to not get frustrated if you feel like, man, I'm not changing very quick. And some of these things are tougher than I realized Yes, some of our aprons and escapes you may be able to deal with quickly. It may be like, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. And it's just over. And you can leave it behind fairly easy. But man, boy, I've had some tough ones that I am still 
processing now 15 years about that's kind of when that started for me was my mid 30s started this kind of fig leaf (laughs) deconstruction you know all of working through all of my baggage my mess for instance my um I've talked before about my people pleasing my own codependency which would be a whole different season and that I'm not going to do I don't think I just had some breakthroughs last month I've been aware of that fig leaf apron for, like I said, 15 years. I've been processing it and picking it apart and trying to remove that from the deep trenches of my mind. But just last month, I had major, major breakthrough that I felt like a whole new layer of fig leaves just came just came right off. So it's been a lifelong process. Some of these things go deep and they started in childhood, very, very young. And, and they're woven deep into our minds, our thoughts, our inner processes. So it's got, it's going to be a lifelong process, but cause I think sometimes we think, well, I, I just want to get this done. I just want to be fixed. <laughs> I just want myself to be fixed and we're never going to reach a state of sinlessness. That's not what this is about. There's always going to be stuff to be worked through. The transformation process is lifetime. Some things easier, some things longer, and then we'll come across new things as we continue to move forward. So let's let's just calm down and breathe. This is going to be, you know, a life thing. But here's the coolest part. We don't have to wait for this process to be done to begin feeling the effects of it. Like I said, to begin having that flame ignite within us to begin to know Christ. I mean, this is what I want to do is have our focus changed from at this point to change from, oh my gosh, I have so much baggage. I still have to work through so many like issues. I didn't even realize like my eyes are open now and I, it's so much. And I just, I'm kind of discouraged. I don't even know where to start. It's so hard. We could get buried in that place. But today through this episode, my message is Let's shift. And yes, that stuff is there. Yes. But let's shift to, oh man, now I finally have a partner to walk with me through this. Like I have a savior who, who is going to be in the process of rescuing me and helping me, showing me how to be transformed. And not only is he going to be with me, he's going to be in me. Like, Let's just immerse ourselves in the joy of that, in the joy of coming to know Christ as we know him, that inner flame is going to be lit more and more and more. We can focus just on coming to know him, drawing closer to him. All of that other stuff will work itself out as we draw nearer to him, as we seek and focus on having his presence with us continually in us. Um, that is what's going to begin to light up our flame more and more and give us the hope and the faith to process some pretty tough stuff. Um, I, I've been thinking, I've used this analogy before, but it helps again today in this episode. It's just like when I got started getting to know my husband, when I first met him, I mean, I didn't know everything about him. I wasn't yet one with him. We were just beginning to discover what that relationship was. And and I was learning little details about him and new little things about him. I wasn't at the end and we're still not. We're still 30 years into it and we're still discovering more about this relationship. But 
from the very beginning, being with this man made me incredibly happy. Like I just, the discovery process was the joy of getting to know Greg and, and uncovering who he was and how awesome that was. Guys, we can totally apply that to the gift of being, beginning to explore our relationship with Christ. It doesn't have to be have all the stuff done. We can just love it from the very beginning. The discovery process of, of who he is, what he's like, what it's like to, to love him and be loved by him, to be filled and sustained by him, what it's like to have him in us is a beautiful discovery process that we can find joy in even with the mess, even if the mess is still kind of there. And it will be, like I said, it's going to be this journey that he and I can enjoy together and and work, work through together. I'm not alone anymore. He is in me to fill me with his life and his love and his joy and his wisdom and his strength. I'm not alone. I have a partner. I have a rescuer. I have a savior now so close. So um, this, this isn't just him popping into my life once a week for 10 minutes here and there. I mean, I think that's what it felt like before. Not that that's a bad place to start either. But I'm talking about opening our hearts to a new kind of intimacy and personal contact daily, minute to minute with him that changes everything. Um, one of my favorite things about reaching this point in my own personal journey is I began to sense his personality more than I ever had. I mean, I, like I said, I knew a lot about him, the things he did, the miracles he worked, the doctrines he taught. But when you actually come to know somebody and their personality begins to shine, oh my God, I was like blown away by just how awesome he is. It, it kind of makes me think, um, I know I've talked before about The Chosen. It's this new TV series. If you haven't seen it, it's kind of everywhere. It's beginning to really, really grow. Um, you can Google The Chosen and you can find Um, more about that if you missed earlier episodes where I talked about it. But I think that's one of my favorite parts about The Chosen is the character of Christ has this rich, deep, wonderful personality that's so relatable and so warm and so charming and, and just so, I mean, this is the guy that you would want to hang out with forever. This, I don't know why sometimes we think Jesus is stiff and formal and religious and boring and, and unrelatable. There's this, I mean, people flocked to him. They were drawn to him by the thousands. That doesn't come through a stiff, boring um, person without any sense of humor that never laughs, that never <laughs> shows this, this amazing charisma. Like, of course he's wonderful. Of course he is. We can see that by re- the reaction of people that encountered him. You think about, I mean, the stories in the New Testament, Barnabas climbed a tree just to get a glimpse of him. Um, another group of people tore, tore the roof off a house so they could get to him. 
Because the crowds were so big, that was the only way they could get to him. And they tore the roof off. Another woman, the woman with the issue of blood, like pushed through a crowd just to touch the hem of his garment. Like there was a desperation to reach him. And I don't think it's just because they wanted his healing. There was something compelling, oh, sorry, about his person, about who he is, that we too will begin to taste as we draw closer to him. As he begins to live in us, we are going to also get to enjoy this process, sorry, of uncovering wonderful layers of his personality. I'm telling you, he has a sense of humor. How could he create us with a sense of humor? All the funny little things about life and about being human and about belly laughing. How could that all exist if it didn't exist in him? I mean, he's the creator of all things. You look at the humor and the playfulness in in human life, the funny things that babies do or animals do, or I mean, we could go on and on. It's just a reflection of who he is, the richness and depth of, of his personality. And we get to experience that, guys. Yes, it's been a really tough journey so far. I know it. In fact, there have been several times after I've recorded an episode where I'm like, nobody's going to listen to this. People are going to quit. They're going to go, oh my gosh, this is so hard and so complicated. And we're talking about such difficult things and and I get that. We've, we have slogged through a lot, a lot of hard roads as we've been pushing to this point. We've even talked last episode about the desert and how dry it can feel. But man, this is the point where it was all worth it, where we begin not just to have our hearts lit up. It isn't just about the gifts that Christ can give us. It's about him coming to know him. Maybe for, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so emotional. Maybe for the first time in our life, truly beginning to taste, um, excuse me, his love for us in a very personal way. Like knowing for ourselves, he knows us. He loves us. Just beginning to taste that and the ways that he communicates it to us as he begins to live in us. Um, I've just had little moments where I'll just feel something that he's saying to me in that moment that just is so personal. It's just so intimate and it just fills me with this love for him. He just knows me and he gets me. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. I don't think I can re-record this because it would just be a mess again and might as well just keep going. <laughs> That's what this is about. And really, once th- that's what I began to discover in the desert. Not just a flame that I said last time, this flame that began to burn in me. It was Christ in me. And it was so compelling and amazing and and addicting (laughs) that suddenly it didn't feel like a desert anymore. It didn't feel barren and dry to have to give up these hiding places and coping mechanisms and fig leaves that I had been clinging to so tightly. 
as I began to taste life with Christ in me and I in him and abiding in him to begin to sense his presence with me and and his rich, deep, wonderful personality and all that that was, as I began to discover that, uh, everything changed. I wanted to give up everything just to be close to him. None of that was a sacrifice anymore to give away those things. I mean, it, again, it really is like when I met my husband. I just... He was so cool. I was telling everyone about him, this amazing guy I met. I couldn't stop talking about him. I wanted to give up everything to join my life with him and to be married to him. And that's that's exactly what I felt only times a hundred. <laughs> no offense, Greg. <laughs> but this is our Redeemer who died for us, gave his life for us, loves us so deeply. and And this is the point where we begin to discover that. Like, it's unbelievable. This is where everything begins to shift because we're beginning to taste it for ourselves. And the desert just begins to fade away and it becomes this lush green oasis because we were willing to walk into that desert and because we knew that this is a journey we wanted to go on, that somehow, some way, he was going to be our answer. Because we had the faith to move into that difficult place and just trust him, suddenly the dryness, the heat, the difficulty is going to fade. I'm not talking about everything being overcome immediately, but suddenly there he is. There he is. And it's so personal that it's just hard to even find words to describe it. That, that is what eternal life is. It's, it's him. Oh, sorry. Okay, let me, let me get myself together a bit and close with this quote um, that, that is it. It wraps it up. Everything I'm trying to explain, not that well, I know. This comes from, I don't even have Kleenex in here. Gosh, LDS leader um, Ezra Taft Benson. Um, he says it this way. Those captained by Christ will be consumed in Christ. They'll set fire in others because they are on fire. Their will is swallowed up in his will. They do always those things that please the Lord. Not only would they die for the Lord, but more important, they want to live for him. They have Christ on their minds as they look to him in every thought. They have Christ in their hearts as their affections are placed on him forever. They talk of Christ rejoice in Christ, are made alive in Christ, and glory in their Jesus. In short, he says, they lose themselves in the Lord and find eternal life. They lose themselves in Christ and find eternal life. That's that's our key. We've, we've taken us 17, 16, 16 episodes <laughs> to get there. And you can see why we had to go through each step of the process to see. But we started out in episode two talking about eternal life and being made alive in Christ and being brought back from spiritual death to have this kind of life planted in us. So it was a flame that burned perpetually and eternally. 
So we can see now it isn't just this gift he gives us where he just takes out this little lighter and flip and lights up our inner man and it stays lit. Yes, that's exactly what it feels like. But it comes, you can't separate this from him, from knowing him, from having a relationship with him, from being consumed in him, like we just read, consumed in him, like where we talk of him and rejoice in him, where we're made alive in him. We lose ourselves in him, not because we're doing it out of some religious obligation, but because we found something We found a person that is so compelling and so amazing and so filled with love and so ready to change us and transform us that we just want to lose ourselves in him. All those other things that just tugged at our soul and kept us so attached and we thought we needed so much to be happy. I mean, we just last episode were like, oh, I just don't think I can live without these things. They're my joy. They're my happiness. Oh, guys, once we taste joy in Christ, once we taste abiding in him and living with him in us, once we lose ourselves in him and knowing him and and just discovering all that that means, yes, we'll find eternal life. Yes, it will light us up like a Christmas tree, but it won't be that gift that we're focused on. It'll be the giver of the gift. It'll just change everything. That's, that's what we've been doing this season is getting to this point right here to give away everything we are, everything we have to know him, to taste that and to hold it so close that nothing else will ever come in between us. It's a journey. It's a discovery process. But we can just every single moment enjoy that discovery like we talked about. Okay, we are going to talk more in the next episode about the process. We're not done with that yet. There's still more fig leaves to be untangled and more... um, difficult things roadblocks that may we may encounter and so yeah there's some more we can we can chat about but oh man we had to shift our focus because the baggage can get overwhelming and if we can keep our eyes on Christ on what is starting to happen as we are drawing nearer to him on what what that feels like to know him then we've got our eyes on the prize then we truly can continue walking through some of the tough steps that we'll continue to need to to tackle but we're doing it with him at our side by our side with us in us to transform us heal us and fill us with his love ponder that this week and then come with me in the next episode and we'll keep this journey going thanks guys